Hey, turn up the volume on your radios, phones, tablets, whatever you listen to this on. You listen to a brand new episode of One on One with KB1, starring me, your host, Walter Burchett, the author of Be a Man and the Be a Man book series. People, let's get this party started. What's up, my people? Welcome back to the one-on-one with KB1 podcast. With me, your host, Walter Burchett, published author of Be a Man and the Be a Man Books series. And ooh, it's raining outside. So try to do this uh, podcast and and be as quick as possible I can with it. Um, I got several topics that I want to cover today, so I'm going to try to hit you guys with some quick hitters. So, I'm going to just jump right on into my topics. Since we are in the middle of COVID-19 and the world has been glued to basically every news station since uh, middle to late March. Um, When I say news station, I include social media in that as well. Because Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, all those uh, social media sites... They're really delivering news, too. And unfortunately, um, or fortunately, however you want to put it, we got to see um, a a heinous act by a police officer on another black man. I've covered this several times before with uh, the killing of uh, George Floyd. And then um, we got a lot of reaction around the country um, with the protests, the violence, the riots. Uh, people talking all about um, equality, and here's our chance to, to speak and talk. And you know, this is what this uh, show is going to be about today. So, um, the first topic I want to talk about is in this whole social media uh, market thing. Uh, uh, people got get the chance to, to express their First Amendment rights, and I have no problem with people doing that because hell, here I am doing the exact same thing. On my 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 my, um, my podcast, my platform. So, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, don't even uh, give it any time of day. But uh, Candace Owens is a black woman. Uh, look like she bought between the ages of thirty and fifty. I'm kind of in the middle right there. I don't know how old people are anymore. Fifty years old used to look like old somebody old decrepit grandma, but now it's like. 50 is a new 35. So, but anyway, um, this can this woman Candace uh, Owens, she put out a what, 50, uh, 18 20 minute video uh, disparaging basically George Floyd and bringing up his criminal past and things of that nature. Basically, saying he should not be a martyr of the Black Lives Movement and. Uh, just speaking ill of him, and you know, me as a, a black man born in the South, raised by Christian folks, one of the things that uh, I learned growing up don't speak ill of the dead because it's disrespectful, and um, at the same time, you know, you don't, you don't know where you're you, you gonna take your last breath, so 
with her speaking that way about George Floyd and the whole situation, I mean, we got a we got a big thing going on right now. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, this whole uh, George Floyd racial injustice, people kneeling for the flag, and I'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later. Um, we just we can't we can no longer turn a blind eye to what's going on, what has been going on in this country ever since uh, the slaves were um, were free back in eighteen back in eighteen sixty five. And I hate that it's raining because I know it's going to sound like static on this uh, podcast. But I'm going to keep pushing through, folks. So please bear with me as I, I try to talk louder over this rain. But anyway, um, we, we can no longer turn a blind eye. And I, I feel bad talking about this woman because she has good intentions. But at the same time, enough is a damn enough. I'm tired of black people getting killed, black men in particular, because I'm one of them, getting killed for being black. Yes, being black is not a death sentence. It's not, and I'm sorry. Yeah, he died on video. That's why I'm not going to call him a martyr, but that's why we are angry. And if you're not angry with us, Candace, then you're not with us. I'm tired. That could be my brother. That could be my son. That could be me. That could be my cousin. That could be my uncle. That could be my grandfather. But because it was caught on video and we actually watched this man die, I accidentally saw the video and didn't realize what I was watching until I saw it. And it's like, oh my God. So I'm sorry, it's Candace Owens. I'm not effing with you, girl, because you're wrong for talking, to, for bringing this stuff up. She said he did this. He, he was a criminal, a career-long criminal. And his last criminal act was uh, allegedly in 2014 until this incident. Maybe the guy was turning turning his life around. And, you know, I hear disparaging um, uh, reports about what he was doing, whether he was forging a check whether he was for, uh, had passing a fake bill. I heard $10 bill. I heard $20 bill. I've heard different types of things. I don't know. I won't dare. But at the same time, if it's a fake bill and that's the only one he got, I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, it might have been fake, but hey, them, uh, come on now. You don't know all the facts because I don't know all the facts and the media is only going to give us so much of the truth. Because the meat is all obviously stirred in one particular direction. But don't speak ill of the dead. Alright, so my next segment or topic that I want to you know, brush up against is uh, Mr. Drew Brees. And for those of you who listened to my uh, previous rant about Drew Brees, um, I was on fire because he said... He would never, whatever, respect people who kneel for the for the flag or something, whatever, to that to that, to that, to that notion. And you know, I, I, I kind of went off on him because he talked about his grandfather, his, both his grandfather's fault in World War II, and you know, Drew. It, number one, the flag was 
kneeling for the flag was never uh, about the flag. It was kneeling during the national anthem as a silent protest. And number two, it was never about the flag, and it also was never about disrespecting the military. When I hear or sing the national anthem, I don't think about just the military. I think about my country. That's me talking. I think about my entire country. And if I if I wanted to kneel out of respect for others, and that's what the players were doing, kneeling to protest the killings of black men, of police brutality. If if I want to do that, the First Amendment guarantees me that right. Now, Drew Brees is um, I follow Drew Brees pretty much his whole career since he came out of Purdue. Um, played in San Diego um, and then later um, pretty much dropped by the Chargers when they got Phillip Rivers and Drew got hurt and Drew went down to um, New Orleans. New Orleans plays in the Carolina Panthers division so you can see him twice a year. Um, Drew Brees I'm not going to say he's my favorite quarterback walking to the Hall of Fame when his career is over. Um, what he said was dumb. He said something very, very stupid. He apologized for it in a written statement, whatever. Then he goes on to make a video on apologize. And you know, that's my thing about people who apologize for doing something or saying something stupid after they get backlash. It's like, that's not a sincere apology. Who gives a damn? Yeah, you said something stupid. Told us what you what you felt, and then you gonna go back because somebody says, "Oh, this bull crap." Oh, okay, I'm sorry. But then he went went out and did a video on Instagram, talking about look me in my eyes, talk about he's sorry. It's like still lip service. I don't care, whatever. But then he used his ability as a NFL football player to get somebody's attention he tweeted an apology letter and included Donald Trump saying something to the nature of we need to come together as a nation it was never about the flag it was about it was a silent protest again something that's protected by the first amendment to uh, it was never about the flag Donald J. Trump said it was about the flag and here we are today where we are. So Trump tweets back like, oh, I would never support blah, blah, blah. I respectfully disagree with Drew Brees, blah, blah, blah. When he's, when Donald Trump said four years ago, get those SOBs off the field about the black players dealing from them. So I'm sorry, uh, Drew Brees. I know your track record. Uh, when Hurricane Katrina hit Louisiana, in particular the city of New Orleans, Drew Brees did a lot of good for that community. I mean, he, he really did. He did a lot of good for the people of New Orleans, and New Orleans is, a, is, is, is has a heavy black population, so. Will I ever say that uh, Drew Brees was racist or anything like that? I mean, 
behind closed doors, anybody can be a racist. But then what he, what you do to kind of counteract that says a lot, in my opinion. Um, even if you're not even counteracting anything, he, he, he's done a lot. So my last podcast, I said, Drew Brees, I hope somebody from Carolina busts your ass. Well, I take that back a little bit. I still want them to bust your ass, but not with the anger and, and vigor that I had in my last podcast. So, Drew Brees, I hope you lose 10 games this year. You got a long way to go to uh, earn back the respect of everybody. I'm not a fan of yours. I'll root for you when you go to the Hall of Fame, and that's about it. So, last two topics basically are set around the same thing. And I did the same podcast the day before, or yesterday. And it was about these two topics. One of them being uh, Bubba Wallace. Well, they're both centered around Bubba Wallace, the NASCAR driver. Bubba Wallace is the only full-time black NASCAR driver. He's been driving, I think this is third season. And Bubba Wallace is, um, he drives for Richard Petty Motorsports. Yes, and when I say Richard Petty Motorsports, it's that Richard Petty. In fact, he drives the number 43 car. Richard Petty's old number. Richard Petty's from North Carolina. He uh, he ran for he was a state senator or state congressman, something like that, back in the after he retired, so in the nineties, whatever. So the king was still the king. Uh, for him to have a black driver um, says a lot. But in a in a sport that's predominantly black, oh, I'm sorry, in a sport that's predominantly white. For Bubba Wallace to be out there pretty much alone. And I think back to Jackie Robinson, Larry Doby, players who were the only black faces on their teams. I even go to the point where Bill Russell, when he played for the the uh, Los Angeles, uh, no, he didn't play for Los Angeles, but he played for the Boston Celtics. Though he wasn't the only black player on the team he said he never played for the city of Boston, he played for the Celtics because of the, the treatment that blacks got in, in Boston you know, I look at Bubba Wallace and I think to myself, how does he get treated being the only black driver on the circuit so he wore a Black Lives Matter t-shirt this past weekend before the race and then last night in Martinsville Martinsville, Virginia South Central Virginia he drove the number 43 car painted with Black Lives Matter and to see that on my TV screen was freaking awesome and I loved it Bob Wallace I'm proud that you are a, a proud black driver the driver the only other black drivers the only other black driver I know of before Bubba Wallace was this guy who drove the waste management car you didn't see him that often 
um, after doing research and I saw an expose on ESPN about NASCAR's first black driver, Wendell Scott, and how he was treated, uh, essentially treated like a second-class citizen. Um, he, he, he's the first driver to win a race, and they wouldn't give him the, the win that day because they're saying they said that um, the winner of the race got to kiss a white girl. So, Wendell Scott, he's a pioneer. Bubba Wallace, hate to say it, but you're still a pioneer in 2020. So, great job driving that car. The car looked beautiful. He didn't win last night, but I was hoping he won because him and that car would have been on the front cover of uh, USA Today, whatever kind of newspaper, whatever front page of every website, Black Lives Matter, him, his face, and that car. And I, I said, if they win, they gotta take that car and put it in the NASCAR Hall of Fame for everybody to see, front and center. So, um, didn't win, but it's okay, because he had a great showing, um, led, led a few laps, did a good job last night. The other thing about Bubba Wallace is, uh, early in the week, he said, I want to see change in NASCAR. I need. I want them to ban the Confederate flag at all NASCAR events. And yesterday when I got home, and that's the reason why I'm redoing this podcast, yesterday when I got home, right there, front of center on, on Sports Center, NASCAR has banned the Confederate flag at all racetracks. And I was like, yes! This is a bigger victory than I ever thought. And I know there are going to be people who hate that idea. As a matter of fact, when I posted this on Facebook and reposted it saying that NASCAR, uh, the, the NASCAR is, is taking the flag down, I got somebody who I used to work with who isn't that very educated, hit me back, talking about some, you know, debated me on it, essentially. It's like, what is the flag, who does the flag bother? And I'm like, it bothers me and, and every other black person in this country. And um, if you don't understand that, I'm sorry, but you're ignorant. And he's like, how? Because it's a symbol of oppression. And it's been a symbol of oppression since Reconstruction. The KKK has used it as a symbol of oppression for years. Nazi Germany had a different flag than the German Empire. You don't see the Germans of today fly that Nazi flag. Why? Because they lost. Why? Because before Nazi Germany, Germany had their own flag. As a matter of fact, when I did, when I did a little bit of research, um, the colors mean uh, a whole lot. So I was actually impressed by the different colors on that. But nonetheless, Nazi Germany is dead. The Confederate States of America is dead. The Confederate flag should be dead. So I know people will get around it. 
at NASCAR track wearing belt buckles, drinking all the Confederate flag cups. Yeah. I know they're going to try to get around it. And at the end of the day, let them. But they can't, they can't fly across in bars or whatever they call it anymore. And this morning when I was uh, getting ready for work, I was scrolling through Instagram and I'll be damned. Uh, one of the guys I follow on Instagram, one of the celebrities, comics, he posted a picture of the Dukes of Hazzard's car, General Lee. And he said, and this is a black comic. He's all Mr. Woke himself. His name, by, by the way, is Naeem Lynn. Um, his Instagram handle is Naeem the Star. He said in his post something like... Uh, He's, he and his family used to watch the show all the time. He even had the toys and action figures and the car as a kid. And if those of you who are not familiar with Dukes of Hazard, it's basically a car um, named after General Lee, General Robert E. Lee, Confederate commander. Um, and on the top of the car, it had a Confederate flag. And black folks used to watch this show religiously because I remember watching it in my household. And people always, people, black people talk about it a lot. Deuce has it, Deuce has it. Little did we know, the, the damn theme song was the good old boys. So, it's like, Hollywood put this, this TV show on our airways and black people, black kids, they loved it and watched it. Now, I can't remember the show. I can't tell you how good of a show it was or, or how stereotypical the characters were if there were any black people. But also at the same time, um, they remade the movie back in 2005. Had Jessica Simpson in there starring as Daisy Dukes. So, um, yeah, it kind of sucks thinking about it because you know, I know I watched the show as a kid. So my parents watched the show. It's amazing how how stupid things are when you uh, realize how dumb they are. So, anyway, Confederate flag is is down. Big win for me because if I want to go to a NASCAR race, there are several people who already said I'll never go to another NASCAR stock race if I can't fly my Confederate flag. Well, you're racist, and thank you. Because now NASCAR got one extra fan that can go to a race. So, ain't got to deal with the, the racism. So. But folks, thank you guys for joining me on the one-on-one with KB1 podcast. Um, not a lot of information that to, to help people out today, I guess. Uh, the Candace Owens situation. Um, if, you, if you're going to pick a side, you can pick the side. But don't speak ill of, of somebody else just to prove your point. Um, Drew Brees, we forgive you, but we ain't forgot this stuff. So you, you, be ready to uh, tuck yourself when you get hit. And Bubba Wallace, you, sir, are a hero. I hope you go on to bigger and better things as you continue to drive in NASCAR. Um, one big, 
but he actually had two big victories. One big victory, taking down the Confederate flag. Another big victory, driving a car with minimal sponsorship. Black Lives Matter. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's it's awesome. I'm happy to, uh, to say that I am a fan of Bubba Wallace. So, anyway, folks, please um, check me out on my website, wburchett3.home.blog. My name is Walter Burchett, the host of the 101 with KB1 podcast, and I am out.